Hey, history lovers, I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. These days, when a new president takes on his presidential responsibilities, the first lady takes on her own initiatives. Laura Bush promoted education and HIV AIDS awareness. Michelle Obama promoted exercise and healthy eating. Earlier this summer, Melania Trump announced her initiative on combating issues that children face, like opiate addiction and internet bullying. But first ladies used to just be symbolic public figures. The woman who changed all that was Eleanor Roosevelt. And it all started with her relationship with the press. Back in the 1930s, male reporters were the only ones allowed to attend presidential news conferences. Eleanor Roosevelt decided before she even officially became first lady that she would start having her own press briefings, just like her husband Franklin did. But hers would only be with female journalists. So, three days before the president would host his first press briefing, Eleanor nervously walked to the White House Red Room where 35 female journalists were gathered. She didn't know many of them. The reporters sat on chairs and on the floor. They were dressed as if they were attending afternoon tea. Eleanor Roosevelt passed around candied oranges to break the ice. A group of male White House reporters watched resentfully from the doorway, unhappy about the event and at being excluded. They made fun of the female reporters. The manager of the Associated Press predicted that the First Lady's press briefings wouldn't last more than six months. He was wrong. The First Lady ultimately held 348 news conferences. Roosevelt originally said she wouldn't use her news conferences to discuss politics. She began each gathering by talking about her daily schedule. She'd talk about the prints on the White House walls or share low-cost menus for Depression-era households. She answered questions about her wardrobe and family life. But her newfound platform would soon prove to be an indispensable window into the workings of the White House. Author and speaker Robin Gerber recounted one example in her book, Leadership, The Eleanor Roosevelt Way. When the president signed a law amending the National Prohibition Act to make some beer legal, reporters asked if he would allow beer to be served at the White House. The president told him to, quote, ask Eleanor. The reporter rushed to the airport to catch the first lady. When he said the president had passed on the question to her, Roosevelt laughed and promised to give her answer at her next news conference. After that conference, male reporters begged their female colleagues to fill them in. Roosevelt soon broadened the scope of her news conferences as reporters pressed her to talk about public policy. She advocated for low-cost housing, equal pay for equal work, pensions, and a minimum wage. She shared her views about World War II and talked about her trips abroad. She also brought guests, such as foreign dignitaries who were visiting the White House and female members of the administration. Roosevelt's press conferences didn't just change the role of future first ladies. She opened opportunities for female journalists who relished the chance to report on the White House. That was especially important during the Great Depression, when journalists, like everyone else, were losing jobs. Female journalists were especially worried about losing theirs. Roosevelt held her last press briefing on April 12, 1945, just hours 
before her husband passed away. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to Christine Phillips for reporting the story for the Washington Post. And for more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.